I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. See what we can do with it to start the half. Trying to do something here with Christian McCaffrey. Got a bruising block from Brandon Ayuk. Got another from Ray Ray McLeod. Turned it into a touchdown. It's a 65-yard lightning strike from McCaffrey. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Joe Davis with the call, week one. Christian McCaffrey good at football. Had an amazing start to the season. Even with Eli Mitchell taking away some carries last Thursday against the Giants, CMC still gets there in the end with a really nice stat line. So we will get to over the course of the show, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year coming up in just a second here in this segment. Adam Chernoff, Connor Allen, and Joey Kanish will be our guests coming up in hour number two. Felice Naritov still to come. All our bets for tonight with the Packers and the Lions. Side total props coming up in the power hour, final hour of the show. And will be carried live on stadium starting in the four o'clock hour, 20 minutes from now, Eastern time. But for now. We continue on P-Squared, B-Squared NFL Awards, Offensive Player of the Year, where, Ken, I, I read you the market's going to break. Uh, well, I think we got sidetracked into the, uh, like, like the Gettleman yeah. line. So the, the, the Gettleman, Gettleman line, line was drawn after guys at 25-1. to 1. So just to reiterate, McCaffrey and Tyreek, co-favorites, plus 475. Jefferson, the reigning defending Offensive Player of the Year, plus 650. And then this is like, this is the sport, this is Vegas drawing a line. Vegas has drawn the line. Tua, 22-1. to one, And then four players at 25-1. to one. Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, and then a pair of Dallas Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb, and Tony Pollard. Uh, can anyone else tick- tickle your fancy? Uh, how are you betting Offensive Player of the Year? We came into last week, and this was an award last week that I, I actually like really wanted to get involved in, and I really felt like there was something to do and not every award's going to be like that every week the long long season man <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna do for every award we do there will be a few weeks where it's like this is really awesome and there'll be a lot of weeks where it's like cool here's what's going on but like you just you can be good you can be good for a little bit that's okay um i think mvp unless you want to bet allen or, or burrow you can be good for a little bit really uh how much worried about tua how much is his price going to drop and if it dropped a lot more that would be wrong it's too early too early and i don't think two was the kind of guy i don't want to do mvp for another minute i i understand but i i don't think given the talent and the names of the other quarterbacks i don't think he literally can put a lot of distance between himself and the other players realistically it's like almost impossible like he's he's trying to distance himself from like patrick mahomes josh allen and joe burrow and justin herbert and Lamar do you know Jackson. how he does it ken like, score 70 again on sunday right and then score 70 again beat the bills and score 70 
his price will drop. And that's how that market works too, right? Just like offensive player of the year, these two markets kind of work the same. What causes price moves? Well, that's really easy to figure out. Team and player performance the week before. It's there's no no mystery here. And so, okay, like how do you gain an edge? That can be really tough sometimes. Usually an edge in a stat-driven market like MVP or offensive player of the year, usually, usually it happens either early in the year where you try to figure out something faster than everyone else, or it's the way that voters will vote for it won't be the way that the market's pricing it. Where What I mean by that is like the market maybe moves just on stats, but you know that if it comes down to the end with two players, one has a significant advantage for something that's not statistical. And so the market's going to move both, but you know it's just one. And like those are usually how advantages are found. It's kind of like how voters vote versus just the actual raw stat output. And we don't know how the hell voters are going to think about MVP. So we don't really have that angle to explore yet, really. Offensive player of the year, my big thing was just getting ahead of the fact that I thought two players were just going to like nuke everyone from a statistical standpoint and thinking that it was possible that was going to happen. Not that it had to happen, just that, man, like this seems so such a small circle of possible contenders already. And the two that we talked about last week were two of the three favorites, McCaffrey and Tyree Kill. I said that I had bet basically both of them to win at the best price available, and I was just going to hold them because I thought their prices were really likely to drop. Spoiler alert, their prices dropped. And the reason that I wanted to bet them last week is be like, well, they're the favorites like why like why even bet them like they're the favorites already it's because justin as long as justin jefferson stays in this club then the other two are valuable because they can win and he can't the, the vikings are zero and three they're already talking about trading kirk cousins it's rumored everywhere they don't have to trade him that's not the idea but like the fact that we're already going here and the fact that this team is bad and that they're zero and three They'd, ha they'd have to almost win out to have the same record as last year. Like, that's how far we are behind already the pace that was set last season. Be like, well, he might break some records. Cool. Usually record-breaking players don't end up playing for teams that are going to go 3-14. and 14. Um, Usually that doesn't happen. So would, would guess that at some point uh, the stats fall off a, a little bit or they just lose every close game the entire season. Also, touchdowns <laughs> sorely lacking, right, for his uh, for his statistical performance. And, like, it's usually a combination of yards and touchdowns. Touchdowns going to be a big problem, I think, for him this year, for the way that the team is likely to play. So as long as it's – and I know you want to say something. Nick, just give me a second. McCaffrey, Tyreek, Jefferson, as long as he's even close to them, that's the wrong part, and that's the angle. It's bet the other two until he goes to 500-1. to one. Like, that's what you're doing. And uh, I'll say – if you're out there listening, watching, and you're like, hey, like I bet Justin Jefferson already, or I want to bet Justin Jefferson now, you better hope against against everything that the Vikings win this game on Sunday against Carolina. If they lose this game and they're 0-4 and the season's slipping away, there's a legitimate chance Kirk Cousins gets dealt and this team tanks. And then you got Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall to get your guy over the finish line. I can I think that has to be a part of the handicap here for Jefferson is we don't of know like, like it's not it's not a lock that Cousins is going to be the quarterback the entire year. And if that's what happens then like you're dead. Like the bet's over. Like you can't win if it's not Cousins as the right. quarterback. Well, and here's a, here's a good way to think about it from a team success standpoint. So, like, say they beat Carolina, even. Like, what is it? Uh, teams that start 0-3 make the playoffs 3% of the time? 3%? Uh, cool. Everyone that's basically ever won this award, with, like, one exception, made the playoffs. So that's the needle you gotta thread. Oh, but he can break records. Cool. Like, there's, like, a 2% chance he's gonna win the award. Does does being 7-1 to mean 2%? 
did I miss something in the mathematical calculations here? So just like, yeah, he can win. He can win like every player can win, I guess. But just like understand how narrow the outcome is, like how narrow the, you know, kind of the permutation is, like how, how specific it has to be for him to win. There's a billion ways some of these other guys could win. They're just really good and they play for really good teams. We're going to be talking about them the entire season while Jefferson's languishing on a team that sucks. So just like until he's out, then the other two were valuable. And once he's out, then we then we can be done. Um, there are players after him who are also interesting, but they're not very many. And I asked you last week, Nick, after Jefferson, or sorry, after uh, Tyreek and McCaffrey, and sort of excluding Jefferson, who did you consider the next most likely player? Sort of a fantasy conversation too. Next most likely player to win Offensive Player of the Year. I believe you had two, right? Bijan was one, and that's still yep. not bad, by the way. I know people are kind of out on him a little bit right now. You, you had another one too, right? I don't remember who the other one was. Uh, Tony Pollard was the other. It was Bijan right. and Tony Pollard. Which can still, to be fair, like just based on usage, could still be like a completely viable bet. Now, like Pollard is fifth in the NFL in rushing right now, 264 and two touchdowns through three games. It's very early, but like he's near the top of the thing he has to be near the top in and can get ahead of some of the players that are ahead of him. And that's still possible. So like even, not even likely, like remotely possible winners after the two we're talking about. Sure, like Pollard has to be in that group. I think there's no question about it. I think now Jamar Chase has to be in that group, like no question about it after the performance he had. They're going to play Tennessee, Seattle, and Arizona. You don't think he can have like 900 yards in four weeks? You don't think that can happen? Um, that can definitely be it. You know, in terms of like somebody else, there are a couple other interesting names, but Nick, you wrote in the chat, you have a new answer. So I think Pollard and Chase can be in the club too, like to consider, have to make up some ground here a little bit, but uh, who else did you want to add? I tell you, I love talking to Wards here on You Better You Bet every tremendous football Thursday. Uh, we'll do this more over the course of the show today. Adam Chernoff coming up to start next hour. Um, I think the Mike Williams injury, Ken, for the Chargers, yeah. op opens up a couple betting opportunities in award markets, one of which I'll bring up to you in a little bit when we, I don't know, it's offensive rookie of the year, Quentin right. Johnson. Quentin I think Johnson. it's worth a conversation yeah. now at the, num right. at the number that he's at. Um I don't love this player. Like, I actually faded him in fantasy and, like, I'm the idiot, as as per usual. Um, he's on the wrong side of 30. Uh, Keenan Allen's putting up, like, insane numbers right now. Uh, and it's like a fantasy football conversation almost, right? If you were to redraft fantasy football leagues right now, Keenan Allen's going in the top 10. Like, 100%, he is one of the first 10 players off the board in fantasy. He went in, like, the third or fourth round of drafts prior to the season starting. Now it's no Mike Williams. Now Eckler will come back, which will probably limit him a little bit. But if this is going to be what the Chargers' offense is, I, Allen's is going to put up monster numbers this year. Tons of receptions, yards. Uh, he's 35-1. to 1. I don't know if he can get there in the end, Ken, to like surpass some of these other names with the usage they all have. But I do think we should at least like bring the name up here based off what he did last week. And now no Mike Williams is Keenan Allen for the LA Chargers. It's funny because I these players have so little in common, but I would actually group the two of them together and they would be the only other two players I, I think we would want to talk about. So Keenan Allen is a name I had written down to discuss also just because if you look at the leaderboards of the current quarterbacks, running backs and receivers and you consider project players and teams forward this year, he... You know, maybe he's not the number one guy, but he's in the mix and kind of worth a discussion now with Mike Williams being hurt. So I agree with you there. 
the other player that I would at least bring in, and I don't want to bet this player, and I jokingly tweeted about him on Monday because, like, it's just interesting, is DeAndre Swift, the running back for the Eagles. And, like, we, you can be like, no way, no way, no way, for some really obvious reasons. He's incredibly injury prone. The Eagles have a lot of running backs. Like, Hertz accumulates a ton of stats. He's on the same team. They have A.J. Brown. They have Devontae Smith. Like, I understand all that. Just my point with Swift, and I guess this is my point with Allen, too. I guess it's actually the exact same is if you just play the stat game going forward here, you can't ignore them. Like you need them to brick a couple weeks before you can actually ignore them. That's how good the stats are. <laughs> like you you actually, like they're making you consider them. You don't have a choice. Like, yeah, you can push them to the side. Like you can get rid of them. Great. Here's another 180 in your eye hole. You know, it's just like, this is, it's problematic. And so- In, in, the, in the face. <laughs> so I have not bet either player because I'm thinking probably the way most people are thinking, make them prove that they can just play like 11 straight games or something like that before sustaining an injury. These are the two players at the top of that list where you'd be like, nah, I'm good. I don't think they're going to do that. But it's just worth noting, like, I'm, I could get beat by these guys. Like I could, like I am holding a lot of Tyreek and a lot of McCaffrey. I'm holding this week. I added a little more chase this week at 20. Like I, I can get beat or 22, maybe I can get like Swift can get me and Keenan Allen can, and I need to be aware of that, that like these guys are, they are in the mix, whether we like it or not, and whether it's funny or not, they like at this exact moment, they cannot be excluded from the conversation. And I can exclude like 99.9% .9 of NFL players from this conversation. I can't exclude them. So like, I don't want to bet them because I think we all are on the same page here, but like you, you have to be paying attention on these two. Like you really do. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We will get back to awards later in the show, but next hour all about the guests. Joey Kanish, Connor Allen, but our friend Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast kicks it off.